Hey everyone, welcome to the X Play Box Station episode 40. Uh, I was a little late on uploading 39, but we'll upload 39 and 40 tonight. Get a double um, whammy. Today is May 3rd, 2022. Um, as always, I'm your host, Jordan. And as always, I have one of my faithful co hosts. He's <laughs> on summer vacation. He's hoping to be waked up by a code ad asking for sausage every morning. He is streaming that will beam you. He is the Vic Vinegar of gaming. He is a PP Gray. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, fantastic. That's Sorry, great. guys, that it was not on the last stream last week. Um, but we are back in action 2.0. Um, but yeah, summer break, dude. Can't fucking wait to just veg out all day. Especially because ah. the kids are in daycare, too. So, like fucking streaming all day every day it's it's interesting but it'll be it'll be fun to see what all happens there um yeah, see if that actually plays out like i wanted to or not everyone this is a video game podcast we'll review game industry news and give you our hot takes hot um takes. Hot this takes. our main topic this week will be the embracer group buys um square enix studios in canada Canadian. um and also, our, we'll review topics. Is there too much Battle Royale? Elder Scrolls 6, Dragon Age 4, Star Wars MMO, Xbox Showcase, Final Fantasy 16, and we see a little bit of uh, Skull and Bones, a lost franchise by Ubisoft. Fucking very lost. So lost, it's become Skull and Bones. I feel like they showed that in E3 2018. Like 2018, 2017? <laughs> And no one's seen it ever since. No. There's been like a, there's like a spinoff, I think, that's on a game preview that's sort of close to it. And I think there's another game that released that was sort of had the idea of that. <clears throat> I could be wrong, though. Well, anyways, let me check one thing. I want to ask you, what have you been playing, man? Uh, I've been playing a bunch of Fortnite with a few people in my Discord recently. I'm surprisingly good at it because I've, all I do is trained on PUBG for years. And Fortnite is incredibly stupid easy. And I understand why now everybody plays that and not fucking PUBG or like Apex. <laughs> um, been dabbling in that. Been doing a little bit of Elden Ring. All types of shit, really. Just... I haven't got a whole lot of gaming in recently, but when I do, it's usually some Elden Ring slowly still pushing through that and Fortnite for a little bit. That's fun. Um, so I completed two games this past week. Two games? Two games. Two I'm back, games? I'm back on a roll. I'm back on my roll. I finished <laughs> Elden Ring, games. which Ooh. I 100% have all the achievements. Our, our faithful Dane, who's pit three or four gameplays into it hasn't came hasn't close to that even come close to i think it. he has I think, like i think he has 30 maybe out of 42 i have 42 out of 42 i did it one playthrough didn't fuck around did everything <laughs> i actually went through a list of every boss and fought every boss just so like no one can ask me like oh did you do this did you do this i'm like fuck you i didn't get fuck every you, item did. but i beat every boss that's all that matters is that as long as you beat every boss I went through all the endings. Um, I was told there's six endings. Um, there's actually only three endings. Four of the th- four of the endings are exactly the fucking same. They change like three words, and like your sky is raining fire, or it's golden, or it's raining with some fog. Like that's the difference <laughs> of four of the endings. No spoiler alerts, but like you don't like. There's three fucking endings in that game. No one should be saying there's six. There's three endings, and one of the three endings have four subtle differences in them. See, it's the subtle differences that they can call it six endings. The subtle differences is like an effect in the sky and like four words at the very end of the video. The video is exactly the same. Yeah, but it's still visually nothing's changing. Technically still counts as you get six different words at the very end as you roll credits. That's it. Six different words for six different endings. Literally, they say the age of blah, blah, blah. The age of blah blah blah, but video is exactly the same with a different particle effect in the sky. <laughs> That's it. 
So if you're playing this, only play through at three endings. All six wasted your fucking time. <laughs> um, that's my advice. So playing through Elden Ring, uh, I would give it probably if I had to like be really picky, I'd get like a ninety-eight out of a hundred or like a nine out of ten. I mean, it seems fair. I don't think it's a ten on ten masterpiece, and the reason I think that is because. I think expecting any more with these high quality CGI like videos they play and the amount of voice acting and production and writing they have behind it. I think they could have done a much better job at piecing together a very good coherent story. And they've <laughs> left a lot of it just up for your interpretation. And to me, that's a huge missed opportunity. Um, yeah. The inability to track quest is also not great tech wise. It's yeah, still, that's... it's still choppy. It's not like it's no. This is this series is known for its gameplay, and that but the gameplay is a bit choppy still. Yeah, I've run into that after when I fought the fire giant. I hit a lot of chop. When people can hit me through walls, and I yeah. have frame rate stutters, and and I, it's really I, like the boss fights and like the open world boss fights that really can't handle it. Yeah, and like I you can say this is part of like because it's on passion but like i've heard pcs in like a worse shape than consoles so yeah i don't know not to the point of unplayable like cyberpunk but definitely like yeah if you're gonna shit on writing that line if you're gonna shit on cyberpunk for frame rate issues like this game matters way more about frame rates than anything yeah because literally like you miss a fucking frame that's your life there's a hundred thousand runes in every frame <laughs> and they punish you so much for every death. So like get that shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think if you're also hire a big name writer, he don't make me, to be... don't make me piece together the story for you. No, Tell you literally to get the whole story. You have to read through weapon descriptions, armor descriptions, talisman descriptions, get environmental I mean, clues, talk to every piece NPC. There's not big set pieces that are presented to you. No. Like even when you meet these great rune bears, they don't like present really any story to you. They like introduce themselves no, in like talk. two sentences and that's it. Yeah, they, and they talk shit and then it's like on to fighting. Um I definitely feel like they should have gone with which I understand why. I mean, they're trying to stick to the roots of being a FromSoft game. And, like, FromSoft games are really just a lot of reading to get the lore. But, with, but there's not a lot of reading here, even. It's not like you're picking like up George books. George R. R. Martin, they definitely should have went for a more cinematic narrative game. And surprise, it's just George R. R. Martin writing. Everyone's fucking relating to each other. Yeah, pretty much. There's like incestual demigods and gods and shit. And it's just like everyone's related to each other. Everyone's yeah. half siblings, step siblings, cousins are <laughs> brothers, sister, brothers and sisters. Everyone's dad, related uncles, to each other. Anyone who's brothers. important in this game is related to you, someone. Yeah. Yeah. The only person that's not related to anybody is the tarnished that we know of. And I, I don't understand that. Like, even if they had it like Elder Scrolls where you wanted to get more in the deep lore, there's books you can read about the history and things like that. There's not th- yeah, there's that in nothing. this game. Nope. You have to like literally hope enemies drop weapons so you can read about history or and like piece armor it together. Or fucking shields. Like, it's, it's a bit ridiculous the amount of jumping through and environmental context clues that I have to then watch and read Wikipedia to like figure out what the fuck's happening. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm literally, I'm probably here in like the next month when everybody's finally finished combing through all of the lore. I literally have watched I'm just gonna two 30 watch... minute videos. Yeah. And I've read binge. through Wikipedia pages to try to figure out the full like understanding of what's happening. And it's like Kingdom Hearts kind of like bullshit. I'm like, it's a little bit more simple than that, but. I shouldn't have to investigate to figure out what the fuck your game's about. No. After I pit like a hundred over a hundred hours in it. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm nearing, I'm pretty sure I'm nearing a hundred hours. 
Like, I think last time I checked, I was at 76. And let me track my fucking missions. Yeah, like, I mean, like, they do, they give it to you a little bit. Like, when you do the Volcano Manor quest, they, like, drop a marker for where you're supposed to invade or, like, um, the first yeah, time. Yeah, but, like, to even the know first the, time, like, yeah. once you first talk to someone, like, for something and you need to, like, fetch quests. Or, like, mm-hmm. the lady over by, like, the fucking sacrificial bridge or whatever where you got to go fucking find her dad, the one I helped you do. I yeah. walked you through like they give you no direction. She's just like, he's to the Southeast. Okay. Where, like, can I get any more direction? Than I don't that? even need like, a, I don't even need a marker, but something like I can go in and like, hit like start a log book and yeah, check like log book. current missions, completed missions. That is enough to me. Like saying mission complete done. It's over. Yeah. I just need a quest log. Honestly, like that's all I want is a quest log. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Anyways. even have to give me a list of my quests. Just give me a list of like conversations I had with people, so I can go back and like reread or like interior like monologue. I, I enjoyed of, this game. I got everything I think I could get out of it. I don't really see another reason to go through unless there's DLC right now. I don't think I'd play through a new game I think plus. Plan on doing other DLC. than to feel like I'm OP. I mean, yeah. I, at this point, like, I don't think I'm going to do a new game plus. As much as I wanted to to use a mage build and like a faith in like arcane build, I'm probably just gonna not do it. I, I would want to fuck around. Like I would love to do a strength and faith build um, because I mostly did like an intelligent build where I use like a lot of spells. Spells. Yeah, I, I did a lot of hand to hand combat and spells. I kind of did cast spells off of my sword and a close up off my offhand weapon. Like, but I beat shit with my sword and then like look for openings and hit them with a spell. Yeah. I literally just roll and look for openings to fucking just jam my trigger. I, I beat quite a few um, bosses that way too. Yeah. Uh, then, like, I would like to, I would like to go back through and t- like actually properly like use all of my like greases and shit and look and see what enemies use like specific grease. Like, that giant bear I fought, I hit him with the fucking sleep grease and he fucking passed out. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. I was just fucking around. Um, also, last night, I played Miles Morales maybe for like an hour and beat that. <laughs> Good. Fucking finally. Now you can start fucking A-Voice quest. Or A-Var? A- a- A-Voy? Who? A- Ariel from fucking Forbidden West. Oh, I don't own that game as of right now. I have Ratchet and Clank next on my PlayStation 5 to play. Mm. Um, my, my, my list right now, I went through and made a list of the games. I'm thinking about what I should play next, and some of these I'm like halfway through. Um, Diablo 2. Would love to go through and beat the definite, um, the, definitive. Ver- the, the definitive version of that. We started, I think, a playthrough together. Yeah, we didn't get anywhere far, though. Control. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, I played that for like a few hours this weekend. Um, I made it to chapter four, and then I found out there's six chapters, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat this game. <laughs> after after chapter four, they start going by pretty quick. Um, Gears 5, um, I would say I'm probably 70% through that game with you. Dude, we're like 80% done with that game. Um, Ori, Will of the Wisps, I'm probably like 5% into that game. Streets of Rage 4, I'm like 95% through. I actually beat it once, but Pierce quit out and it kicked me out of the credits, so I didn't get an achievement for beating it. <laughs> um, Hellblade. Finish you Assassin's still haven't Cre- fucking beat Hellblade? I haven't started Hellblade. Holy shit. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I think I've beaten that. I haven't played the DLC for I yet. made my character OP and I was 100% in areas and I nothing's a challenge to me. Before I started, I haven't even started the main quest and I'm like, nothing's a challenge to me anymore in that game because I like got God weapons. Like before I started, like my, once I got a mission to go talk to my brother after the blacksmith helped me out when I first got the Saxon, mm-hmm. I started hundred percent in places and getting like, figuring out how to get the God weapons. I have two God tier weapons and I have yet to start any main quest. Um, Star Wars Fallen Order. I'm probably going to belt through that in Ratchet and Clank in like eight hours each or something. Each game takes about eight hours if you just go through them. I want to play Halo Wars too. I started doing that a little bit, but stopped. 
Um, just the story mode. I, I, I love RTSs and I could kill a lot of time on them, but I'm not going to. Um, Ratchet and Clank, I read that's about eight to nine hours too. I'm probably going to tear through that. Is there any, like, I'm sure there's 100%ing it, but are you going to try to do No, I, I'm just... not 100%ing any of these games I listed. Hmm. I, these are just games I want to beat. So let's put a timeline on it. When do you think you'll be able to beat it? I don't know. Life life throws me unexpected curveballs. I 100% it, that- Psychonauts last year, and I beat that. Uh, you beat that in like a week. I was probably two, two to three weeks. I, I kind of like hit really hard, like take a kind of a week off, and then hit really hard again. Hmm. I mean, I started playing... Elden Ring when I got back from Ireland Ireland pretty hard and then I took like a two week break after I got to Millennia so I played that for about a month yeah anyways uh, Miles Morales it's a good ending Um, not very long though does it set up does it like lead into the next Spider-Man I'm assuming um what was i gonna say i was thinking about something last night everyone's like fucking brothers or cousins are related to someone in miles morales like i'm okay with like the original spider-man where everyone like happens to know each other through a friend of a friend Mm -hmm. but like literally miles morales everyone's fucking like related or dating like everyone's like related to everyone in that universe it's kind of like fucking george r R. martin write that too yeah i know right (laughs) Anyways, let's get into the news, man. News, news, news. I got top news. top news of the week. Embracer buys agrees for acquisition of Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square uh, Montreal. God damn! That's and this one. is a little bit the breakdown because they got some of the IP with it and some of the not some of the IP with it. So. Uh, Crystal Dynamics Studio is coming with the IP uh, and Eidos Montreal and Square Enix Montreal. The main IP they're coming with is, I think, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex. I think those are the two main IPs that are coming with it. Let me take... I would really love to see another Deus Ex. I'm just trying to read through and make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, because they don't own Hitman anymore. Um, Square Enix, Enix Montreal mostly did mobile gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, they did like a they're working on a Space Invaders game. They did uh, Hitman Go, Deus Ex Go, Laura Croft Go. Um, so they're more more of a mobile platform than anything. Yeah. Um. Eidos Montreal mostly did Deus Ex, and then they did Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. But Mario's Guard- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is a licensed game. And most of the IP they acquired is through Crystal Dynamics. I've heard there's more than like 50 IP through back catalog, and I went through the back catalog, and there are a ton with Crystal Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, along with Tomb Raider, there's a game called Whiplash, Soul Reaver 2, Mad Dash Racing. I don't know if they own Blood Omen 2. Um, Legacy of Kane. Um, Gex. I haven't seen a Gex game in a long time. That's I think they really own time. Gex. Uh, like they, they, Blazing Dragons, um, Slam and Jam. Uh, Solar Eclipse, a lot of games that like people haven't heard or even thought about for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they got Thief, Deus Ex, and Tomb Raider are the heavy hitters of the original IPs they bought. Thief, that I fucking would love to see another Thief. But um, Thief. Square Enix did retain quite a bit through these acquisitions. They retained... Square Enix still owns Just Cause, Life is Strange, Outriders. They did manage to maintain those during the acquisition. Nice. Well, that's it's eh, a nice little chunk. <clears throat> so it's like, do you think Square Enix will do anything with those? 
productive or do you think they should have went with uh, the Embracer acquisition? What are your thoughts on the studios? And this was all for $300 million, this acquisition of these three studios. Um, I feel like Square Enix probably should have tried to keep Thief since for me, the last one, the last Thief that came out, I forget when that came out, like 2016 or 2014. Yeah, I mean, I played that shit so much. I, I mean, that's a 10 out of 10 game for me. I think they did a really good job with it. Even with their small, like, DLC they put out for it, too, made it really enjoyable. It had a great story. Um, I would like to see if the studio that acquired them can either top that or bring that same level of, like, grittiness, that gothicness to it. I would like to see that even if they maybe even did like a uh, sort of like a prey two and tried to like futurize it, that'd be cool. Um, as far as Deus Ex goes, Deus Ex, I feel like definitely should have been kept at Square Enix proper. Um, just for the fact that again, the last time they did it, it, the last two Deus Ex games they put out have been for me, absolute masterpieces. But why would you want Square Enix to keep them and not the studio that worked on them? Oh, the studio that worked on them took those? Well, yeah, like they bought the studio that worked on it. Like um, it was Eidos Eidos, uh, Montreal that made those Deus Ex games and that Thief game. And that's why the IPs went with the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, then yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that part. So Embracer Group bought these three studios and the franchises they worked on. Okay. Oh, then, yeah, I mean, everything I said, but just put the Idios Montreal <laughs> instead of Square Enix. Um, I mean, as long as they let them do their own thing, too, like, it was, as long as they let these studios continue to put out the games they want to put out, and almost like Activision just, and Xbox just, like, let them take their time, let them fucking have the creative freedom, let them not be fucking bogged down with release dates, fucking all that shit. I feel like it could be definitely a great, um, a nice shift. It'll definitely open up more time for the games to be developed too, probably. Which would be good. And um, I don't know if you know much about the Embracer group, but uh, they also own quite the random assortment of studios and IP. Um, They were one of the the largest actors um, acquires of assets from the THQ um, when THQ went under and went bankrupt. They bought a oh, lot shit. of their IP and they've been buying a lot of different studios over the years. They're like one of the top 10 um, largest owners of IP and game studios right now. Jesus. Um, they're owners of Deep Silver, which is the publisher of oh, Saints Row. Saints Row and Dead Island. Dead Island. Um, Coffee Stain Holders. They own that. Uh, they acquired that as well, which are the makers of Goat Simulator. Um, they also own Saber Interactive and 4A Games. And 4A Games, that's the Metroid series. Mm. Um, New World Interactive uh, owns Insurgency. Um, additional companies, acquisitions... Um, I think they bought Zen Studios. Uh, what was another one? There was a big one. Then um, the Gearbox Entertainment Company merged with Embracer Group with hmm. uh, Borderlands. Oh, shit. They own the IP of the Duke Nukem as well. Th- that was one of their purchases they bought. Eh, Duke Nukem's dead. I, I'm just saying. Um, Dark Horse Media, the comics publisher... Oh, that's interesting. They have a, a large portfolio of a bunch of just a random assortments. So it will see, they have kind of let a lot of these studios work independently and kind of do their own thing. Um, if I could see Embracer bringing one of these um, titles back to life um, that they just bought through this um, acquisition of Crystal Dynamics, Edos Montreal and Square Enix Montreal, I would have mm-hmm. to put my finger on Gex. Gex? I, I want to see Gex come back. I mean, how long has it been since we've seen a Gex game? 
Oh God, I can answer that for you. Gex three was, I think 2002, if I had to guess, 1999, deep cover Gex. <laughs> I was going to say, that's been fucking one that's been just dead in the water for a long time. But I feel like I feel like the world's ready for a Gex. Um, if I could say Gex, because like he kind of like was like a play on the the mask, the cute cuddly mascot it wasn't cute and cuddly. He started making fun of movie franchises. Kind of was making fun of like the Golden Eye, Mission Impossible kind of thing with the deep undercover. He did Gex, Enter the Gecko. They started playing on movie franchise a little bit. I think Gex could do a really fun. Um, superhero mm-hmm. making spoofs of the superhero Make franchise superheroes i feel like that's kind of <laughs> like the hot button ticket right now that he could step in and really uh would create we, his own little how how would you like to see the gameplay would you like I mean, a retro I, would you like a retro style would you like an over the shoulder like updated fresh know, like, a, like a mario odyssey where you pick up power-ups and become other superheroes and you're just making fun of them doing like ridiculous bullshit no, like no, but like how do you the want world the, and reversing it with time? How do you want the game to look though? Like, do you want it to? I, look I, like I said like Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> I started off with like Mario Odyssey, but you pick up ups from. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like graphically, because yeah, like Mario Odyssey, just flashy and pop and colorful. Yeah, like I, I feel like you could literally take Mar- Mario Odyssey world, change out the characters, and pick Gex in there, and that that works for me. <laughs> but i i think i think gex is the um sleeper hit and um all this i don't think um tomb raider um thief on um, deus x has the clout of uh gex and i think that's where all the money's at i think that was yeah. 200 million of the 300 million dollar acquisition was just for that gex ip <laughs> the sleeper ip that's fucking generous because um i mean look how well sonic's doing in the box office they could start doing movies sonic now has a tv show gex could have his own tv show it could have his own movie series could have his own platforming business that's doing terrible but like for some reason people want to go see the movies yeah And now we're back from our short commercial break. Apparently, uh, the powers of B didn't want me talking more Gex because that's probably their secret agenda that they um, don't want anyone to get onto why they uh, made this acquisition. But yeah, I'm all about the Gex. You're on uh, mute. All about the Gex. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, that could be the title: Gex. All about the Gex. All about Gex. Just geckos I, related to everybody. I'm, I'm ready for Gex to take on a Thanos level threat. Like just fucking world ending fucking Titan Colossus. I, I'm ready for him to like come in, like slap the shit out of Deus Ex and Lara Croft and um, a few Duke Nukem and a few of these other Borderland characters. And like maybe we can even do a Battle Royale game because th- that's the biggest ticket in the world right now. Let's talk about Battle Royale, man. Battle God. fucking Royale. How much is too much Battle Royale? We're currently sitting at fucking way too many Battle Royales. Personally. Rocket League is stepping to Battle Royale now. New mode Stupid. Stupid. is Battle Royale for people who hate Battle Royales is what I'm reading here. You're probably thinking not another Battle Royale and just... You're justified. However, Rocket League's new knockout game mode seems to be for people who hate Battle Royales. Knockout is part of the Rocket League spring in-game event called Knockout Bash, which it's a new game that involves using driving and soccer skills that you use in the normal game and an eight-player destructive derby-type Battle Royale. It's fucking too much. It's too much. Like, honestly, I don't want any more Battle Royales. Like, if Halo goes Battle Royale, it's going to be fucking stupid. If fucking the next fucking Battlefield has Battle Royale, it's going to be fucking stupid. Like, you have your three big hitters. You have PUBG, you have Apex, and you have Fortnite. Like, each one of them fucking completely different from each other. They corner all the markets. Like, you know, you got your fast-paced FPS. 
you have your wacky, crazy fucking for the kids, and then you have fucking PUBG for your hardcore gamers. Like, you hit all aspects, you hit all avenues, there's no need for another goddamn fucking battle royale. Personal opinion only. Yeah, personal opinion. I think we need Gex to enter the Battle Royale ring, and I think that would fix all Battle Royale games. If we just start introducing Gex in every Battle Royale, we bring him into PUBG, we bring him into um, Fortnite, we bring him into Rocket League. I think we just need to get Gex fucking everywhere again. I feel like he needs to be the Mario of our new generation of Battle Royale everywhere. I'd be absolutely... I, then I would play every Battle Royale if Gex was in it. I, I feel like that's what I feel like the world's missing right now is more Gex. <laughs> I think we need Gex back. And if Embracer Groove lets me down and does fucking nothing with Gex and doesn't like plaster him and run him out to everyone and we don't get so fucking tired of Gex and I see him absolutely everywhere in the next five to ten years, then I feel like that $300 million was wasted. I feel like Nobody else thinks like you do, and it's great. I mean, people have been clamoring for a Banjo-Kazooie reboot. They've been clamoring for reboots for all sorts of bullshit, like Blink. I mean, they sort of got their Banjo-Kazooie reboot when they did the fucking Rare replay. No, Do you know what a reboot is? Like, um, being able to replay your games, it's the same thing as a reboot, man. And I don't even think Gex needs a reboot because it's so perfect. I think you can just build off of where you left off. Because everyone remembers where they were when they beat first played Gex. I, I don't think so. Like it's one of those moments first... that like defines people and their entire life. I, I love how like you're gonna die on this hill. This is perfect. I, I, I mean, you've been wanting a Blade movie, and they keep saying that's happening. I want my fucking Gex. It is happening. It's literally happening like next year. Hopefully, it'd if be there's as good not, as Morbius. if there's not, dude, <laughs> yeah, if it's not like tease that in the multiverse of madness i'm gonna be kind of upset like i want one of the post credit scenes you're 100 percent right if they do not text tease gex and um dr strange multiverse of madness i'm i think we should riot that's what you were trying to say right yeah i said gex i didn't mean to say blade i meant to say gex thank you i'm glad I'm glad you're on board because this is I a I Gex, Gex only podcast. Like yeah, we're, Gex. we're going to bring Gex back, and when Gex comes back, you'll be everyone will be like, "Oh, who who the fuck thought about bringing Gex back?" And they'll be yeah. like, "Gex Playbox Station, that's who." Yeah, and then they're gonna be like, "Fucking, we need to listen to them more often," and we're just gonna get we're never gonna have to work again. I just feel if we had more Gex in our life, we'd all be better places in life. Um, talking about better places in life, Dragon Age 4 came out of the crap this week. Heard some news on it. Not good. <laughs> Dragon Age it. 4 quality assurance um, workers are applying to form a union after employees at Ravensoft did the same in January. So um, the employees God. who work directly with um, developer BioWare, but as contractors, are supporting the company's um, keyword studios. And they're attempting to unionize, and they're the quality assurance team for the Dragon Age 4. So um, don't expect Dragon Age 4 this year. No, I mean, we're probably going to get another, like, teaser. At, like They're, they're just... probably going to pick it this year and maybe uh, be able to speak that bitch in next year. Maybe. maybe. It, I mean, how long, have it, how long has it been since they've been working on it? I, I have no idea. It's really hard to tell um, when exactly anyone was working at bioware on um, proper class um what their last game anthem was the last game they worked on and no one knows when they stopped working on anthem and when they started working on anthem if you told me they started and quit working on anthem in 2016 and released it in 2017 i would have believed you because um how fucking dog shit that game was because yeah. nothing ever came of that game after they released it so that was so disappointing too so your, your guess is as good as mine how long they've been working on this. Maybe they've only been working on it for the last year and they're trying to squeak it in like Anthem. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Just fucking phone it in for the rest but of I, the time. But I, I know the next franchise they should take on. 
fucking Gek. No, but that's a fucking great idea. You're right. We should get them on Gex. Immersive storytelling of Gex. Yeah, fucking. We really need uh, to build out that universe. Role playing Gex. I feel like Gex conquers Banjo Kazooie and like Crash and uh, like Spiral could all be in like a platformer together, and we could just like have a platformer for lost platformers. Conquers or Bad Fur Day definitely needs to be revived. What about a platformer for all the lost platformers just coming back and you reuniting to take on the evil power to be? Almost like Wreck It Ralph takes or like breaks the internet. Kind of, but like instead of like trying to take down a big evil, you take back, you're trying to take down the big N because they control all the platforming in the universe. And the get back that um, you have to fight the um, Italian, redheaded Italian at the company N who has taken all the platforming joy out of the world. So, are we, like, so is Mario going to be, like, one of the bosses you fight? Since he's, like... Whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. So we big would on never use the word Mario in this game for licensing reasons. But it's kind of like using the word VOD. You kind of feel like this feels a little too Disney for me. <laughs> That's why we take on the evil corporation Big N... That give back all the platformers of the joy of life. <laughs> and you'd fight the, and the, the red-hatted Italian. The red-hatter Italian. The red-hatted Italian? Yeah, the red-hatted Italian guy. Who is help, then, is the last boss. And who is also partners with, um, with the mole rat that throws baskets at you. I'm I'm not following with your reference, but uh, I'm sure Donkey Kong. You said mole rat. You could say know, large gr- gorilla. Large, large that throws amphibian. barrels at you. He, that's too like on the nose. No, it's not. Red hatted Italian isn't too on the nose. Big evil corporation and large gorilla that is throw light lighting his species on barrels. Oh, where's and a- whipping them at you? <laughs> That wears a bow tie his, instead his of a tie. <laughs> evil twin um, brother, the green-hatted Italian. And their sister wife, the fruit, their fruit sister wife. The, the, yeah, the orange. The orange. The orange. The orange. Yeah. <laughs> their orange sister wife. And then, like, sometimes the there's, like, the green knight, the green elf that is defending the castle from you. And um, the piece of chewing gum that eats everything. God, <laughs> that this this makes me want to play this game now. I I, I know I can I can I can help bring platforming back to the generation. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a satire, just like Conquerors oh, yeah. is, but like almost a higher level of like pretending the Big Ten is like this evil corporation of Disney. Yeah. Anyways, uh, move on to our next topic is uh, the Mandalorian MMO game is rumored to be in development and could be an Xbox exclusive. And it's going to be an MMO. Maybe. That's that's what I said. The Mandalorian MMO game is rumored. You said the Mandalorian game. I said the Mandalorian MMO game. But anyways, um, Microsoft-owned studio ZeniMax Online are allegedly working on a Mandalorian MMO game which may end up being an Xbox and PC exclusive. The last game they worked on was Elder Scrolls Online, and they've kind of been supporting that game for, what, six, eight years now at this point? It would be yes. really cool to see something else from them. Yeah, I mean, if they can follow the same formula, if they if they do the same thing they're doing with Elder Scrolls Online as they are with, like, this Star Wars MMO Mandalorian I could for sure see this working out to being one of their like their second long like life breathing projects they do. Cuz I mean who doesn't want to play as a fucking Mandalorian? Like it's fucking awesome. Um I I think it's going to be the Mandalorian kind of universe of where they are like timeline more than um timeline playing yeah. exactly as a Mandalorian but That'd be cool. I mean, as our um, buddy Dane the Rain, 
he would say content is keen and it matters that they can get launched with enough content and have a good allocation of content. I mean, really like Elder Scrolls Online didn't start with a whole bunch of content, but look where we're at now. They got fucking like this shit doesn't happen overnight. I understand that, but they're I don't think they, I don't people. think he yeah I don't think he understands that. Well, most MMOs launch with like kind of sparse content, and like after like three years of being dedicated to it, it erupts with so much that you just can't keep up. No, I mean if if I want to go back and play Elder Scrolls Online right now, I'm like fucking six stories behind. Like, there's no way I can go through there. Like. I think the last one I played was the Morrowind story. And I that would have been interesting to go <clears> back like and check out Morrowind a little bit again. Their, their vision of it. Mm-hmm. So, um... Go ahead. I, I was going to say, it, it's interesting, I guess, talking more about Maybe we'll see some of this coming up because uh, Microsoft just announced an Xbox and Bethesda showcase set for June 12th. It will be uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I think that is, what day is that? Because we'll have to record our podcast right after that, whatever day that is. June 12th, it's a Sunday. So I guess we'll do a Sunday night um, podcast that week. A Wednesday? Sunday night podcast. Oh, nice. Sweet. We'll have to do a Sunday night podcast that week. So we can like watch, I'll watch it and then like give or us. Or we can do, or we can still do a Tuesday and then a Sunday afterwards. I just probably, I feel like that's going like to be a, our main point of topic. Well, I mean, I, I mean, we'll like probably dedicate. The, I mean, we'll have a speculation the week before on the Tuesday and that week, that Sunday, We'll do a hot takes episode. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Just that week, instead of recording Tuesday, we're going to record Sunday and do our hot media takes right afterwards. It'll be really interesting to see. And um, from what I'm seeing, there's over 60 games in development between confirmed and rumored games currently in the Xbox platform. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. And I'm going to go through some of this. So there's 30 studios and over 60 projects right now. And um, going through them all really quick is like 343, they're working on Halo Infinite live service. And there's rumored right now there will be an unannounced Halo project they're working on. Um, Gearbox, not Gearbox, the Coalition is working on uh, unannounced gear titles and an unannounced IP. Turn 10's working on Forza Motorsport. Rare. God, I, I need a larger image of this. Give me a second. It's just so hard to see this. Yeah. I'm fucking okay, I'm able to see this better. Rare is working on Sea of Thieves live service, Elder Wild, and an unannounced GoldenEye 007 remastered is uh, the rumor. Um, Playground Games is working on Forza Horizon, the next Forza Horizon and Fable. Ninja Theory is working on um, Hellblade 2, Mara, Project Mara, and Insight Project. The initiative is working on Perfect Dark. And speaking of Perfect Dark, Crystal Dynamic is going to continue to support them, even though they're, the acquisition is going through with uh, Embracer Group. State of Decay, I'm at Undead Labs, is still working on State of Decay 2 as a live service and State of Decay 3. Compulsion Games is working on two unannounced projects. Um, one's called Project Midnight, and the other one's called Project uh, Velvet. Obsidian's working on launching Grounded this year. They're working on Avowed, The Outer Worlds 2, Unannounced RPG, The Prominent, and Unannounced um, Brandon Alder Project. And Exile's working on Project Cobalt and Unannounced Unreal Engine 5 Project. 
and these unannounced projects, every single one of them, I think for the most part, if I don't say a full name, they're um, rumored, but they're, they're so highly nice. rumored with like good sources for the most part. Like um, Double Fine Studios is rumored to be working on multiple unannounced projects, nothing, no code names. Um, World's Edge is still working on supporting Ages of Empire 4 and has multiple unannounced projects. Mojang Studios is working on supporting Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons, and they have an unannounced project. Um, Bethesda, Bethesda Studios proper is still working on supporting Fallout 76, working on launching Starfield this year. Elder Scrolls 6 is an interesting one because there are now rumors and confirmed sources of things coming out on that studio and where that's all taking place. Oh God, where's my um, Elder Scrolls right now? There's a rumor that this next chapter of Elder Scrolls 6 will be taking place in Hammerfeld. And I believe where the Argonians are. And it helps that like there's also multiple people collaborating this. Um, there's disagreement on whether there will be dragon stuff or not. On the two sources that are coming out about this, but they both agree that it is going to be placed in Hammerfeld, and they're also working on remastered versions of Elder Scrolls as well. And there's rumors about a quick reboot as well. So they're working on Elder Scrolls 6 and Unannounced Project. Um, Zenmax is working on Elder Scrolls Online. And there's the three Unannounced Project as well. And as we just spoke about, one of the Unannounced Projects is a possibly a Mandalorian MMO. It's Software is working possibly from those sources on a Quake reboot in an unannounced project. Machine Games is working on Indiana Jones, and um, a lot of people are speculating Wolfstein 3. Grindhouse Studios is working on an unannounced project. Arcane is set for releasing Deathloop this year on the Xbox systems. Possibly Redfall as well. And two unannounced project, um, Arcane's uh, uh, Arcane Stealth Game, and Arcane Austin is working on an unannounced project. Um, Tango Gameworks is working on a port for Ghostwire Tokyo to the Xbox platform next year. Uh, John Jonas Game and another unannounced project. And now Activision is it that went through with the shareholders. Um, Treyarch Games, Infinity Infinity Ward, Ravensoft, Sledgehammer Games is working on a 2023-2024 Call of Duty game. High Moon Studios. Um Binox is working on a Tony Hawk Pro Skaters 3 and 4 remasters. Toy Box Games is rumored to be working on an unannounced spiral game. And Blizzard is working on Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, unannounced new IP that they teased already, and a first-person PvP project. On top of that, there's third-party studios. Um, and tonight, working on As Dust Falls. Avalanche Studios working on Contraband. Japanese Games is working on an unannounced project. Bandai Namco is working on an unannounced project. They believe it's a Killer Instincts game. IO Interactive is a Project Dragon. I, what's it? Anoxide is working on a project in Dios. Um, Brass Line Entertainment is working on Project Shalin. Static is Project Bellfly. There is a cloud project that's working on Kojima Studios is working on a cloud project, rumored to be. And Certain Infinity is working on an unannounced project as well. So there's a lot of projects going on and a lot that could be revealed at the showcase this year. I know that was a shit ton to go through. 
<laughs> no, it definitely is going to be more than enough to satiate everybody's needs and like wants to see new games, new IPs, new projects. It's going to be a lot of stuff to go over. Um, out of that, I, I went through way too much again, and I, my apologies. But uh, any any of those that jumped out that really excited you as possibilities or um, things that you're wanting to see? Oh, let me see. Double check. I got it pulled up as well. What'd you say? Um, I'm. Let me double check. I'm pulling it. I got it pulled up as well. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I want to see what they do. What they do with um. What is it? Uh, what can I think? With uh, what's the fucking Undead Labs? State of Decay. State of State Decay, Decay three. Um, three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with that and see what comes of that. Um, IO's Dragon Project. IO. What have they done? What has IO done recently? I thought uh, IO Interactive Hit- works on Hitman. Yeah, Hitman. So maybe they, because they made Hitman a very grounded universe. So maybe hopefully they do something. Obviously, with Project Dragon, it might pertain to some like medieval game. And I'd like to see how ungrounded they can go with that. Uh, it's interesting to see, too, that <clears throat> Obsidian's actually putting out. Um, they're actually finishing up and putting out grounded. Yeah, I think that's slated for early this fall. Like that's cool that that's finally getting its full release. Obviously, Fable is going to be you know everything something everybody's looking out for as well. The the two projects that really just jump out to me, I really just want to see how they turn out is Fable by Playground Games and Perfect Dark by the Initiative. Like I Initiative, that's gonna be really fucking like somehow they figured out how to make that work, or it's gonna be a fucking trash heap. And I'm just so curious because that studio was so touted as like not a triple A game studio, a quadruple A game studio. Yeah. Now I know you've been super like gung-ho about this perfect dark for a while now <clears throat> since we saw it at since we saw it at uh what you call it um last year's e3 yeah year was it that one so i mean i'd be interested to see i we haven't heard anything from it for a while um but yeah the biggest one for me is fable i definitely want to see i'm super anxious to see what they do with that it can either be really good or fucking absolutely suck. And games being published by the Xbox Game Studios is like, I'm really interested to see how um, Avalanche Studios Contraband goes, the IO Interactive um, Project Dragon, and Certain Infinities um, Unannounced Project. Because those three studios are like studios I feel like that Microsoft could acquire for like reasonable costs and bring them into the portfolio and like actually get them money so they can like start releasing things on their regular cadence. Kind of like how Obsidian has been acquired and now they're like, I have three announced projects that are releasing and they're working on two other projects. Like that kind of money can kind of flow and keep you working on things and have side projects and kind of like a creative mind where you can like pop out grounded, but work on like two like really cool projects on top of creating something new and unique. Yeah. No, I mean, like you said, the amount of the projects that are going around right now, there's so much possibility for, you know, patience and, you know, no one going crazy and like, oh, we need like we need games now. Like, it'll give you a nice chunk to just piece away at. Well, and the whole point of this um, 60 projects is that Microsoft once by like 2014 not 2014, 2024, they want like a release of like two titles every quarter that people are wanting to like stay subscribed to Game Pass and they have something fresh to play like every like two months. They want a new project, like one new project every month or every two months is what they're really shooting for. So acquiring these 30 plus studios is what they're hoping is like, they have a huge expansion coming out for like 
World of Warcraft for Game Pass, or they have a huge expansion coming out for Warzone, or they have like a brand new game coming out from Obsidian, or from a third party um, person that they've bought and they funded exclusive rights to it. It's almost like a Netflix cadence that you have like good content coming out every month, even though Netflix doesn't have good content every month. It's like kind of an example of like what Disney Plus is doing, where they have like Obi Wan this week, that this month, last month they have Moon Knight, the month before that they had Loki, the month before that they had um, Captain America and Golden Soldier, they had Boba Book of Fett, they had the Book of WandaVision before that, or yeah, they had so much shit. This year they have like had a new thing every month to try to keep people engaged for the last year almost like maybe it's every like six to seven weeks. And yeah. that's what the kind of cadence they're going for. And with 60 projects in flight, I think from 2024, 2023 on, they're going to have something like every other month at bare minimum. It's looking like. Um, it'll be a really interesting showcase. They they have so much they could possibly show, and I would expect it to probably be two hours. And I think you have to be a day one to Game Pass or to be on that show. I must imagine at this point because they have so much content. Yeah, I, I mean, shit. A day one release, day and date would be fucking awesome for a lot of these. Um. Well, all these that are being funded by Microsoft will be. Um, next piece of news, Final Fantasy VII, 17. I'm getting ahead of myself. Final Fantasy 16 is already in the final stages of development, and the story is very well fleshed out one. Um, it will be released in the Final Fantasy 35th anniversary is this year, and it will be released this year, and it's, apparently it's coming really close to the end. <clears throat> I haven't played a whole lot of Final Fantasies. I think the only one I played was, what, 15 was the last one that came out? I played a lot of Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, and 13. Yeah, I played a shit ton of the first, the one, the most recent one that came out where you're playing as the Prince. The 15? Yeah. I played that just because it, like, I didn't really ever care for the turn-based and, like, you know, the JRPG aspects of this one or of the games before it. But now that they sort of jump to the open world, like, the proper action, not the turn-based and shit like that, I'm definitely on board to try this new one, too. Um, our last piece of news, and I, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of talk on this, but uh, Skull and Crossbones by Ubisoft gameplay leak shows combat on for, for exploration and more. The first time anyone's seen anything from this game since the E3 2018 trailer for it, they were basically trying to take the parts of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and pit it into a game with PvP boat matches, yeah. Um, I think a little bit of open world in there too, maybe? A major reboot of the... Uh, it received a major reboot in 2021 and it was entering alpha stages in July 2021 after like going through a technical test build and a lot of tribulations and like hard times. They invited some people to... Um, players to test the early version of it and some gameplay was leaked from last year in 2021 it, finally as it typically does I, it took almost like nine months for gameplay the leak from their last like time <laughs> they let anyone touch or see this so it basically got announced went to sleep for three years of like de- development hell development hell yeah limbo they let people last summer play test an alpha build of it and no one's seen anything <laughs> since and then i don't know like eight months later now gameplay is leaked do you think this game will ever come out? I think this game has a chance of coming out just as good as um, was the, uh, the Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond, yeah, I was going to say, which one do you think will come out first? Beyond Good and Evil 2 or um, Bones? And- they've, both, they've, they've both fallen into development hell and like development limbo Skull and for Bones. so long. So 
Honestly, so, it's it's still a toss-up at this point. There is at least gameplay of this one. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 had only had seen a CG builds. trailer in 2018. And a couple test builds. I, I don't know. I haven't talked to anyone or seen anyone who actually played the game. No, I know, but like they showed like test footage. I literally only of saw the I, game. I was I was at that E3. I remember there being a like I'm talking like later down the line they showed like I, like when they're still talking about this and like this is still something we really want to do. Like I remember them showing a trailer and that's about it. Um, and I remember them showing a trailer for this and that's about it. And at least this has gameplay leaked. I haven't seen any leaks like that from this. No, yeah, I, I would say personally for me, it's still a toss up as far as who's going to be the first one through the gates. But if I had to guess, I would probably say Skull and Bones. Yeah, I mean, I think Beyond Good and Evil 2 has to be dead at this point. I, I can't imagine something going that quiet that long. I mean, I would. I thought this was dead, but obviously well, not. Um, I, I guess the only franchise I can imagine going dead this long and coming back and like actually working, the only one I can imagine would be Gex. Fucking Gex. Gex is going to come back through for the win. Gex is the only franchise I think go to sleep for like, Almost like 20, Almost 20 years, years. Yeah. without a fucking trace, and then come out, come boom, everyone wants it again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly what's going to happen. Gex is going to take the world by storm. Embracer Group, call me. Um, call me up. Um, work with me. I will write Gex for you, start to finish, <laughs> and write out a storyboard for you. And I think we can get Xbox on board with Crash Bandicoot because they're going to own that bitch. Spiral, they're going to own. They already own Banjo Kazooie. Oh yeah, and Conkers. I, they already own Conkers. I think we can get Xbox on board, get some funding from them, and make a platforming behemoth that take on the big N. And it's if it's funny satire, Psychonauts kind of did that. We could even like maybe even get Double Fine Studios, who did Psychonauts, to work on this because Tim Schafer loves a funny satire um, platformer. So we get Tim Schafer on this. We get X. We get Microsoft on board. We we get to use your IP Gex, and we get to build out a fucking phenomenal plat the Revenge of the Platformer. Gex, the Revenge, Revenge. of the Platformer, <laughs> and we bring Just back hitting. all these cameos, all the cameos, all the Disney cameos, all every cameo ever. I, not be, not not Disney. Gonna... We're going to probably stay under the Blizzard, um, Activision, Microsoft. A Bethesda umbrella because okay. why not? Why you pit more money than just putting the Gex IP out there? But Embracer, what the fuck else are you gotta do with Gex? I at least have an idea, and we can bring Banjo in there too. Oh my god, all these fucking platformers Microsoft owns now. Why not? Damn fucking triple in? threat, dude. Why not bring that in and have Gex headline bringing all these guys back to the the people's eyes. What would we call it? Like, what's the symbol? Like, what's the what's the satire of the Avengers? Yes, the return of the platformer. I and we're going to make fun of know, platformers. Like, we're going to make fun pinnacle, of Star Wars, and we're going to make we're going to make fun of Disney, Nintendo, and at the um, pinnacle, at the pinnacle of the game, there needs to be a catchphrase like Captain America says, "Cap like Avengers assemble," and like when they go for the big final battle, like he has to have some sort of like stupid catchphrase like that. Well, it's probably gonna be something on the semblance platformers of, event assemble. And he'll probably put his um, turtle dragon armor on so he can battle the red hatted Italian and beat him. Very nice, very nice. This is gonna be just a goddamn clusterfuck of pop meat, pop culture media. You know, I, I just think there's a satire to be had in platformers. And if you do pl- satire like Conkers did, and you bring in all the platformers and that like also Psychonauts. agree on it, and they want to yeah. come and get revenge on the guy who stole the platformer formula and <laughs> made it unsellable to anyone else other than him, other take than that him, power yeah. back. It should just be like an assassination. It, it should. It needs to be rated M for mature and just be like a gory assassination mission. I don't think you understand who the platformers are going to be for. Like, it's going to be written really smart as satire. Maybe we give it like a teen for like language. 
Yeah. That's fine. But it needs to be nostalgia and kind of accessible. I don't think an M is a good rating. I think a teen is a good rating with some bad language and mischievous acts. Crude acts. Crude acts. Maybe you can download an expansion that gives you the M rating. Like there's a teen and M rating. It just needs to be in the settings. If you make it DLC, you can actually make it yeah, so you people can, you can sell you it can as only, a team you can game, sell disc, it game yeah you can and then sell you can charge people one digital. cent for the mature yeah dlc or you just do like 29.99 and 29.99 and then boom you got a 60 dollar game right there no you don't want to piss people off anyways <laughs> the game industry does gax needs to come back and we need to bring all the platformers to take out the big end that's all i'm saying <laughs> Microsoft, right. you own so many platformers. This is like in your wheelhouse. Just get stupid. double fine working on it. Just Tim Schaefer would it. Tim Schaefer would love this project. Oh yeah, I even found you a studio for this. Come on, Embracer. Microsoft, where you at? Let them borrow the Embracer IPs. We can bring Duke Nukem into this. We can bring fucking Thief into this. We can bring Laura Croft <laughs> into this. We can bring fucking a trove of IPs. Master Chief, Cortana, fucking Phoenix. Just for everybody that you got into this. We can make this the racket Ralph of video games. And it'd be fucking hilarious. I don't know. I think it's a great idea. I'm going to die on this fucking hill. You, you are definitely going to die on this hill. This is going to be the title of this episode. Gex dying on this hill. Embracer buys Gex. And Crystal Dynamics. <laughs> and a couple other people. But Gex! Anyways, um, that's all I have. Um, take us out real quick. We have less than a minute. Less than a minute. This has been X Playbox Station, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow our Twitch under the same name. Game over.